Welcome everyone. Here on Women of Color in Business, you will find your tribe of brilliant and bold women of color entrepreneurs. Our goal is to expose you to the concept of being a brave, successful entrepreneur while prioritizing your wellness throughout your journey. On this podcast, I will interview fantastic women of color entrepreneurs in all stages of business. This platform will also provide you with mental health solutions, great meditations, affirmations, small step tools for creating great habits, and a whole lot more. Our total focus is to inspire and assist your success journey holistically and in wellness. Thank you for joining us today and choosing to learn and grow with us. Women of Color in Business is sponsored by Savor Living. Savor Living produces a bold, beautiful, and holistic self-care box for individual purchase, subscription purchase, as well as servicing entrepreneurs and corporate wellness programs. everyone. So I'm here today with another beautiful Black woman in business who has agreed to come and share her entrepreneur journey with us and tell us about her business. So we will begin with allowing her, Taisha, to introduce herself and to tell us what her business is about. Welcome, Taisha. Hi, Lynette. Thank you. Um, So my name is Taisha Carter, as Lynette mentioned. I am the owner of Jax Carter's Designs, which is a handmade jewelry business. I am um, based out of the Maryland, uh, D.C., Virginia area. And so that is what um, my business does. We make uh, jewelry, earrings, necklaces, bracelets. Um, Right now, just for women, um, possibly in the future, we'll expand to uh, men's jewelry as well. Oh, beautiful. So Taisha, how long have you been in business? So I actually launched my business in 2021. So the end of 2021, I launched it as an Etsy shop. Um, And then in May of 2022, I actually decided to transition off of the Etsy platform and build my own brand. Um, So I moved to my own website and basically launched Jax Carter Designs officially in May of 2022. Um, so that's been what a year, almost a yes. year and a half that yes. I've been in business. Beautiful. So I'm beautiful. new to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. We love to see that. So tell us a little bit about your business journey. What led you to starting your business? Were you kind of creating, um, I'm sure you were creating jewelry before you joined Etsy? And what led you to move from Etsy to your own platform? Yeah, so my business actually started on a whim. Um, It was actually part of a journey that I went through um, as I was dealing with anxiety and depression and panic disorder. Um, And so I started taking Michael's classes. Um, They offered, you know, different classes for painting, jewelry making and things like that. 
as just kind of a way to get away and step away and find like a place where I can have some quiet time to to focus my energy um, as I was trying to deal with with the mental health issues that I was going through. So honestly, uh, my business actually started as a hobby um, and then it transitioned into a business um, really with the encouragement from my family. So I have a um I have an eight-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. Um, and I'm I'm married. And my daughter would come in um to my little work area that I have now. And she'd be like, Oh, mommy, this is nice. Are you gonna sell it? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I'm just doing this for fun. Um, and then, you know, my husband started coming in and making comments about the pieces I was making. And then when my mom would come over, she would come in and make, you know, comments on the pieces that I was making as well. And so they kind of gave me the um, the encouragement to just kind of go for it. And so for me, Etsy was, from what I knew, the easiest platform to kind of get started on, like easy setup, um, good instructions. And then they had so many people out there that had Etsy shops that like, if you watch their videos, they had like a coupon code. Um, for you to be able to create X number of listings for free. And so that's kind of how I got started on Etsy. Um, but once I started to get more comfortable with the platform, um, I realized it was oversaturated. So mm. you go on Etsy and it's thousands of people that are selling jewelry. And mm -hmm. so it's hard for you to be able to market yourself among a sea of other people um, that are doing something similar as you. And so at that point, um, when I wasn't seeing the sales kind of pick up like I expected it to on Etsy, I decided to just um, go off of my own platform. And then that way I would know when people went to search for me, they were only going to find me. Right. Um, and so trying to eliminate some of the competition that was in the market um, by being in Etsy. Oh, wonderful. I love that. I love that. You gave us a couple of great jewels right there. I love that you started your business or you started your hobby as a um, answer to um, or a method of mental wellness. I think that's very important because um, I'm a big, huge, huge advocate of mental wellness, of us taking care of ourselves and our mental health and our emotional health. So I love that you share that you found a way to do that through being creative, you know, just taking classes for your own well-being. And then that led to others um, letting you know that your creativity was really powerful. You know, it was something that you could sell and you went on on that. And I love the um, business information you gave us about the uh, marketplace on Etsy. You know, being able to look at it and see, okay, this is just oversaturated. It's not that this business won't work. I just need to move it to my own platform so that it's not so, so I'm not, you know, competing with a thousand other, you know, like right. companies. That's a great, great business idea because I know a lot of people just starting out really don't know how to approach the process. So I think mm -hmm. that would help a lot of people realize, okay, because I'm not getting a lot of traction here or wherever they may be, doesn't mean that I can't move it to a different platform and get more traction. So yes, that absolutely. Is absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely a good start. Good start. You know, right. if you're a beginner, just trying to get into selling in general, I mean, you, you know, you learn lessons from being on there as well, but the focus, if you're really trying to focus on building a unique brand, definitely branching 
and off to something on your own outside of a huge marketplace is the best bet. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So what would you say was your greatest challenge in getting your business going? Um, really knowing what to do, <laughs> not having the education. Um, gotcha. I don't have a business background. I'm a systems engineer. That's my day job. Ah. Um, so I actually run my business um, on the side. Um, okay. I go into the office three days a week and, and I design um, computer systems. So wow. I have no idea about, <laughs> you know, business administration, running uh -huh. a business or anything like that. So I think one of the biggest challenges with, my, with starting the business was kind of where to start. So Etsy was an easy thing because you could, you know, jump on YouTube and find videos. Um, but when yes. I decided to move off of that platform, it was the, where do I go from here? What's the best platform? Wix versus Shopify? You know, what do I need to register for? Can I just run my business without like actually signing up um, as an LLC or sole proprietorship? Just not knowing the business right. aspect of things and kind of just jumping out there was the challenge that I had at the beginning. Oh, that's beautiful. But I love that you jumped out there because a lot of us, when we start in the business or we have this great idea or something we want to get out there, sometimes we overthink the process. What we, I don't know this, I don't know that. Um, I have no idea what it takes. Let me wait till I learn all that information. Yeah. before I get started. And then 10 years later, we have never gotten never started. Never do it. Right. Yeah. So I love the fact that you, even with the awareness of, I don't know, you know, all this business stuff, I'm going to find out bits and pieces and just get going. You know, I'm going right. to find out the easiest platform I can think of, Etsy, and get going on there. Because even that process, I'm sure I helped you to put certain things in place and help you to mm -hmm you know, define your name, define what type of business you were going to have and, you know, yeah. and just get things in place for a business so that when you were re ready to move it to a different platform, you had that groundwork done. Right. Yeah, so exactly. What, what was your um, process I'm interested to know in learning about business or how, how should you form an LLC? What did you do your research to get those answers for yourself? Yeah, so I always say, um, and I even say this in the office, Google is my best friend. Yes, <laughs> so, mine too. <laughs> if I ever have a question, I always go to Google. Um, but definitely I kind of looked into, so in the state of Maryland, they have a small business administration. Uh -huh. um, and so I went there initially um, and looked at the resources that they had there as far as whether or not I needed to um make my business a formal business. And so they had, you know, workshops and things you can sign up for, which weren't um, necessarily um, conducive to my schedule, but they also had a lot of documentation and they have questionnaires that you can answer to let you know whether you should go ahead and um, sign up for like a legal entity for your business or if it's okay to not have one depending on what type of business you have. Um, they also had advice from a financial perspective as far as if you are going to start a business, kind of separating um, your business as a LLC from your personal so that when you start filing taxes, your business liability is different than your personal liability as well. So I definitely started with the Small Business Administration and then being on social media, 
um, you would come across ads and things like that um, for different workshops. And so I came across a couple of ads for a few workshops that um, were reasonably reasonably priced um, that I jumped into that were for um, handmade businesses or small businesses. Okay. And they were um, self-paced workshops that you can take um, the modules on your own time or you can participate in like live Facebook um, group chats or Zoom chats. And so I learned a lot of information from those um, workshops as well. Okay, great. So the SBA, then workshops, and then Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. You know, um, today in today's economy, Black women-owned businesses is the fastest and the largest growing sector of new small businesses in the country. And I uh, firmly believe that one of those reasons is because um, we figure out a way to be resourceful. You know, mm -hmm. we don't always have, you know, that business, you know, training or education, but we figure out a way to get the information we need to get something going. Yeah. So and that's one of the primary businesses why I want to do this podcast, because I know a lot of us are out there without all the answers, you know. Mm -hmm. Think you know being lost or thinking you know you know because I had this mistake or I had this challenge maybe that means that I should just stop the business, but I want us to find the resources and the information and the inspiration to just continue going to know that yeah you're going to have some failures you're going to have some challenges but that doesn't mean you should quit just keep going because a lot of us have been where you are and just keep going. And you'll find success. Yeah. So I love, I love, you know, how your journey transpired. And until today, I still use Google for a lot of information. It is so quick and easy, you know. Absolutely. Google, Google and YouTube. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are exactly. my go-tos when I have a quick question. But that's definitely a good point that you made because even being on the business journey for a year and a half, like I've had days where I felt like, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm should what I should be doing. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Maybe I should go back to just having it as a hobby and not as a business. But then I just have to remind myself, you know, there's a lesson in everything and just kind of take take the punches as they go, learn right. from your mistakes and kind of keep moving forward. Um, and if it's a time for the door to close, I feel like you will you will really know that it's time to close the door. But just kind of hanging in there. Got you. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, did you have any um, entrepreneurs in your family or any business mentors in your process besides the resources you found to utilize? Yeah, so my mom, um, she is a, a serial entrepreneur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to... Uh, yell at me when she hears this but <laughs> <laughs> she um so she actually um she's into fashion okay. so she always um did things having to do with um she had a own owned a consignment shop um she had a personal styling business and now she actually has a notary business as well okay. um, and so you know I've had my lessons learned from her you know I've gone to her with her vending events yeah um, participated in like fashion shows that she's done uh -huh. so I was able to kind of watch her um and learn from her and even now um, when I have things that I go to vending events or 
um, like I just did New York Fashion Week in September. Um, I, I call her my my momager or um, <laughs> my assistant because, you know, she goes along with me um, and she gives me, you know, just her her words of wisdom as I'm going through things and her advice. And so I'm able to kind of lean on her as well, just from her personal experience and being an entrepreneur. Beautiful, beautiful. So tell me, how was New York Fashion Week for you? <laughs> was it this was, your um, largest um, event to date? Or yes, oh, yes, yes, wonderful. Yes, this was my my. I did Miami Swim Week in July, okay, um, which was a little bit smaller in Miami, mm -hmm. Florida. Um, but New York Fashion Week definitely, it was a overwhelming experience. <laughs> But but Beautiful. it was great. Like yeah. I just felt so much like I was in my element. Like uh, this is what I am am born to do. Beautiful. Um, and so it was it was an awesome experience. And what they do with the accessory designers is they actually pair you with a clothing designer. And so mm. I was fortunate to work with an awesome um designer from um Houston, Texas, um, African American young man. Um, and it was a great a great collaboration. The show went well. Um, had good press from that. Um, so it, it was it was an awesome experience. It definitely great. was an awesome experience. Great, wonderful, wonderful. And how many pieces did you do for that event? Um, so for that event, I had a total of about fifteen to twenty pieces. Okay. Um, in my collection that I showed, and I worked on the collection, you know, earlier in the year. Um, to work up towards uh, August when we had to turn in kind of our final collection with us. Um, gotcha. And I have a couple of pieces actually that I've just highlighted on my website that are from the, the runway collection um, okay. that I did in New York. Wonderful, wonderful. So I find it <clears throat> very interesting that um, because I had a look at your website and I look at your um, post on Instagram and your work is so beautiful. Thank so you. I find it so interesting that um, you just started doing this so recently. You know, it's like you had this, and I think that's that's like a, a great testimony to mm. people who are just getting started in something that you don't have to start um, <clears throat> when you, <clears throat> excuse me, because a lot of people, you know, they start at a younger age knowing they're interested in something. Right. But some of us start at a later age knowing that we're interested in something. So I think that's a great testimony. It reminds me of um, Misty Copeland, the um, ballerina, mm -hmm. who said she started dancing late at a later age when most girls start, you know, really young taking classes. But um, I love that testimony that in, in a, within the last couple of years, you started doing this. But um, what's your website address? It's www.jacks. J-A-C-X-C-Designs.com is okay. my website. Okay. Yeah, and my Instagram so is at, yeah, my Instagram is at Jax Carter Designs. Okay, great. So I, I asked you that because I want our listeners to go on and look at your work and see how beautiful it is and realize oh, thank that- Thank you so much. You just did that in the last couple of years. You know, this wasn't yeah. a forever process. But in the last couple of years, you've been able to cultivate that creativity and and um, make some beautiful pieces. So thank you so I much. Love. Yes. I mean, one. So one big. Um, well, not really secret, but things thing that people don't know about me. So I 
I've always like had a passion in the creative arts. Um, mm -hmm. So I've done photography, I paint, um, you know, I'm that DIY mom who, Right. you know, put together nightstands and painted them and embellished them for my children. Um, but, you know, art has always been, that's not a lucrative career. Right. You know, you need to get you a good job. That's going to pay, Right. that's going to pay you some money. Um, and so that's how I drifted into computer science um, as my, my field of study when I went to school. Um, but I always dabbled in different types of um, creative arts um, or arts and craft ty types of activities. But I definitely felt like with the jewelry, like it just came natur
kind of eases the pressure because mm -hmm. in your vision, you can see where you won't have to be doing everything forever, right? Yep. You see, okay, when I grow this big, all right, I won't have to do 10 different things. I just be doing these three. Right. And I have other people doing the other seven. Okay. Yeah, I can handle that. Yeah, I can do, I can see myself doing more of this or handling a larger volume because I won't be doing mm -hmm. 10 different things. So, yep, that's exactly. Yeah. I need so, to, I definitely need to do that. Yeah. I def that's definitely a good nugget for me because that's something that I need to sit down and do. I think that also would help with. Um, establishing your profit goals too. Yes. Um, because yes. you'll have a picture of how much things will cost to get the help that you need. So that exactly. will help to kind of set some some profit goals as well. Right. Great point. Great point. So what do you love most about being an entrepreneur? Um, it, it's freedom for me. Um, I love being able to just get up and spend time on doing something that I love. Um, I'm hoping to get to a point where this can be my full time, mm -hmm. um, that I'm able to do this every day. Um, and then I also like just being able to be an example for my children. Yeah. Um, like I said, I have an eight and nine year old, there'll be nine and 10 this year, a son and a daughter. Um, you know, and they watch me, they watch me make things. They watch me, um, post things online. Um, I've recently helped someone out by doing some YouTube tutorial videos, and, you know, I let them see the videos that I do and listen to any interviews and stuff that I do just to kind of teach them as well that they can turn, you know, anything that they love to do, even if it's just a hobby into something that they can make a business and even just showing them what it takes to be a mom and a wife and a employee and a, right. and a business owner. So I feel like there's nuggets that they will get just by watching me do what I do every day. Excuse me. I agree. I think that's very excuse me. Take a sip. I think it's very important to expose the younger generation <clears throat> to the entrepreneur journey because it shows them how what it takes to build a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. It shows them what the freedom is. They see what the freedom in being your own boss is. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Exactly. But yeah, I love, love that. To be an example for them and for them to be able to see the process. So when they grow up and someone's asking them, was there any... Were there any entrepreneurs in your family? They can say, yeah, my mom. I watched my mom build her business mm -hmm. on the ground up. I watched her work and then do this on the side, you know. So it gives them a different sense, I feel, of what is possible. You know, it, right, they exactly. already with, with different options in their mind, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to just working for someone. Mm -hmm. They can already feed on having seen it done a different way. Yeah, maybe pick it up earlier. Exactly, exactly. Instead of later in life, kind of yeah. how I did, yeah. <laughs> you know, after yeah. already having an established career. So, right. absolutely. And I also, I mean, I also feel like entrepreneurship is a way for you to um, share the gifts that God gave you in your own way. So, yes, I go to the office every day and I'm able to share my gifts there working for someone else, but it's under their terms and under um, their vision. 
and being an entrepreneur, I can do I can do the same thing as far as sharing my gifts, but I can do it in my own way through mm. my own vision. So I like that is one of the biggest aspects I like about entrepreneurship as well. I love that. I love that. Because one of the things that I think, you know, <laughs> when you come across people in different professions, one of the things that I think is there are a lot of people who are working in professions that are not in line with what their spirit is and where their heart is and where their biggest talent is, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go there and you get these different energies from them, you can tell you're, you're not happy here. Right. You're not happy doing, this doesn't even fit your personality, what you're doing here. Right. So, <laughs> so a lot of times we end up, um, like you said, taking different paths and doing different things and never stopping to tap into, you know, what the real talent is that we have to give to this world. And I think a lot of mm -hmm. us, a lot of us turn into becoming entrepreneurs because that talent just keeps, you know, knocking to come out. It keeps knocking to be shown, to be expressed. And yeah. so we find a way, some way, like you said, either it's a journey through a hobby, it's a journey through, we find it a way to heal ourselves or somewhere mm -hmm. that interest wants to be let out so we absolutely letting it out releasing it beautiful so looking at everything you do i mean you're a mom you're a wife you um hold out a job you own your own business you know all that what do you do because i'm also a big a huge advocate of us taking care of ourselves holistically so mentally spiritually emotionally physically mm -hmm. what do you do to take care of yourself when you feel like you need to take some time for self-care yeah so I absolutely had to learn self-care the hard way <laughs> my body got and, and that's kind of what started my journey with anxiety and depression my body just got to the point where it was like you are doing too much mm -hmm. you need to have several seats and uh -huh. since you're not going to do it on your own, we're going to do it for you. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so throughout that journey of healing, um, one, my biggest self-care right now is um, seeing a therapist um, okay. on a consistent basis, just mm -hmm. having an outlet, someone to talk to that's going to listen um, and be objective, um, someone to kind of have a safe space to share things with. Um, that's one of the things that I do as part of my self-care. Beautiful. Um, I also journal. Mm -hmm. um, so I started doing journaling as part of my um, therapy journey as well. And so I do that um, when I'm feeling stressed out, when I'm when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, I've gotten back into um, hanging out with some girlfriends. Um, so recently I've gone to, you know, a spa day with the girlfriends. Mm -hmm. um, I actually just came back last weekend from a personal staycation. And mm -hmm. I literally just went 20 minutes away, but I stayed mm -hmm. overnight by myself, no husband, no kids, oh, um, watched TV, ate my mm -hmm. favorite meals, mm -hmm. went to a Peyton sit by myself and mm -hmm. just, you know, took some time to decompress. Um, I go get my nails done. Um, and, and sometimes I just sit and binge watch my favorite TV show, but gotcha. I've definitely learned, um, to take care of self without feeling guilty. Um, ah. because as being responsible for other people, 
Um, I know before I used to struggle with feeling guilty about taking the time for myself. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I realized if I'm not strong, if I'm not cared for, I, I don't have the energy um, to care for anybody else. And so I've definitely um, been working to do a better job at self-care. Um, okay. And like I mentioned earlier, I also like to paint. So sometimes I'll go and, and just do some painting um, because arts and crafts are also a self-care thing for me as well. Got you. Definitely. Oh, that's beautiful. I loved all those options you just gave everyone. That's beautiful. I love that. She went to a staycation by herself. Yes. <laughs> just did a whole Do lot it. of nothing. Yes. <laughs> it, that is so healing. Beautiful. <laughs> and to your point, if we don't, like, um, I know I hear a lot of people struggle with the guilt of resting, you know, like, when your body mm. tells you it's tired, you should stop and rest. But especially entrepreneurs, we feel like, oh, there's a thousand things I could be doing instead of sitting here, you know, either just relaxing or taking a nap and let me get up and go do something. But to your point, if you don't stop, your body's going to make you stop, right? Oh, absolutely. If you don't listen to those signals and those messages it's sending you, it's going to just shut you down. So... Yeah, and that's what happened to me. Yes, yes. But I love all the things you do now to um to keep your healing going. You take time out by yourself. You 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 know that's important without feeling guilty. Um, you basically uh fill your cup so you have something to give to others. Um mm -hmm. you tend to your mental and emotional wellness. That's very important, very important. So I Yeah, I have that to learn the hard way, but I'm yeah. here. But you learned the lesson. Dating. You learned the lesson. Some people have to have to re go through that process over and over and mm -hmm. over. You know, mm -hmm. like at time number ten, and they realize, okay, maybe I need to slow down. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I'm so happy to hear that you you learned that lesson. That's beautiful. So, looking at your business, where do you see your business in the next five years? What What is your goal or your dream for where you want to be five years from now? Is there any particular event you want to be a part of? Is there any particular profit goal you want? Or what's your Yeah, goal? My, I mean, my biggest goal within the next five years is really to, um, as I mentioned earlier, be able to leave a full-time job working for someone else and be able to make this my everyday career um, while being able to continue to sustain the lifestyle that, you know, I currently have with having to take care of a household and taking care of children. Mm -hmm. um, also being able to have, being able to afford to have the help um, in the business areas or even other areas where I'm just not as knowledgeable so I can focus on what I am knowledgeable in. Um, and right now I'm actually working out of um, the sunroom in my home. <laughs> Okay. Um. So I have to close the doors and all that kind of stuff when people come over. Um. So I would love to be able to um just have like a dedicated studio space, even if it's like a single room that you know I just rent out somewhere else, but it's just my space that I can kind of go off to. Um. That's not part of my home that I can just kind of focus on the business. So I'm hoping that within the next five years that that those are things that I'm able to um to meet. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So being in the um, this creative industry, 
Have you seen anything change recently or in the last couple of years in your industry since you started your business? Um, from, I mean, I haven't been in business for a long time. So from my perspective, I haven't seen a whole lot of change. Um, I know the biggest, um, you know, harp right now is the social media um, and being able to market yourself um, on social media. And so I know I've been kind of um, in the last few months um, trying to come up with a strategy on how to kind of rebrand my social media page gotcha. um, to be more um, presentable or not even necessarily presentable, but more marketable yeah. um, because that's what everybody is jumping on. Like, for example, when I've gone to um, in-person events, you know, I printed, get, got, you know, 100, 150, you know, business cards printed out. But nowadays people aren't even asking for your business cards anymore. Like they're like, what's your Instagram handle? And right. pulling out the cell phones <laughs> and type, you know, typing in the Instagram handle. Right. So it's like you, you know, even the business card thing is starting to, starting to go away You're as right. far as, you know, being a way to communicate and, and, grow and develop contacts is turning into that social media presence right. um, that's becoming important for your for your brand and your business. Right. That's very that's a very good point. I've seen um the business card turn to having a QR code on your mm -hmm. business card where they, they scan it and take them either to your you know to your website or, or to a landing page, mm -hmm. right? Instead of just having a giving out a card with your information. So yeah, that has really changed for a lot of industries, a lot of industries. Yeah, absolutely. So in your business journey to date, um, what would you say is something that you learned, but you wish you had known when you first got started? Maybe funding streams. Okay. Um, again, that's one of those uh pros and cons of just jumping in uh -huh, right <laughs> um because for me my business has mostly been funded by my personal you know savings paycheck right. um I've gotten one business loan um that you know I've worked with to help but just afterwards after the fact you know I learned about certain resources like hello Alice yeah. um which does like a lot of um grants for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, so I wish I kind of would have maybe done a little bit more research ahead of time about funding opportunities um, before jumping head on mm -hmm. um, with things, because then that may have saved a little bit more money in my pocket um, as opposed to, um, you know, just using my own personal um, funds to be able to support um, my business and my business idea. So... Got you. Now, have you utilized, uh, you, you mentioned you utilized a business loan. Have you utilized grants at all or applied for grants? I have not. Um, I have not utilized them. I have applied. Um, the ones that I have applied to, I haven't been selected as of gotcha. yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I do keep up with Hello Alice um, and see which ones that I would be eligible for. Um, one of the things that I said on my list to do is maybe to find a resource to help with um, responses for grants gotcha. um, to be able to put together a more of a compelling response to be more in the running for selection. Um, but yeah, I definitely still keep up with those things because it's always expenses that are going to come up. 
Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, we need, you need help with. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that. Um, Hello, Alice is a, a, a very major one um, for, especially for minority women-owned businesses mm -hmm. um, to go for. So that's a great resource. Um, so yeah, grants, um, loans, and personal funding. I think most um, entrepreneurial companies run by Black women start with personal funding, you know. Some of us are lucky enough to be able to get um, investments from family members, mm -hmm. but um, most of us, I think it's it's whatever we got in our pockets, you know, we start yeah. out that way and, and move along with it from there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, tell us a little more about what you produce in your business. I know you do earrings. What other jewelry do you do? Yes, I do earrings. Um, I do necklaces and I do bracelets. Um, I didn't this summer do anklets, but I did the summer before did anklets. Um, and then I'm kind of in a phase where I may be transitioning out necklaces okay. um, because they aren't one of our biggest sellers. Like a lot of people draw more towards the um, earrings and bracelets. Uh, um, so those are kind of the heavier, um, more popular items that um, I've noticed. And so some of my necklaces I'm phasing out or I'll um, usually send them to I'm part of a group that does um, press releases. Um, and so they'll borrow the jewelry for photo shoots and stuff like that. So I send a lot mm -hmm. of necklaces um, that way. But yeah, I think I'm going to start focusing more on just the earrings and the bracelets um, and a lot of stuff that I make, pretty much 90, 95% of the stuff that I make is usually one and done. Um, gotcha. you, you may find it in a different color scheme, um, but very rare that I have more than two to five of this, like literally same exact. Oh, wow. Item. Yeah. Wonderful. So when you buy um, something from you, you... You almost have an ex exclusive item, you know. Yeah, I mean that's it is you don't really see everywhere. Oh, that's beautiful. It is really. Do you ever um take orders for particular items? Say if someone wants something in a certain color and they say, Can you make me some gold and black earrings? Do you do Yeah, I've done I've done custom items. I've done okay. um yeah, I've done custom items. I've done bracelets that people have wanted to give away as gifts. Yeah. Um, my mom, she does a lot of custom requests. Um, so I do requests from for her. There's some family members that I've done custom items for, and a couple of um, uh, acquaintances that I've done custom things for. It's not something that I do on a regular basis. Gotcha. Um, but if it's for something someone wants it for a special occasion and it's not necessarily, you know, I need it like yesterday, right. then I, I don't mind. Okay. Okay. That's very, that's good to know. Um, very good to know. Wonderful information. <laughs> and again, I have to tell my listeners to go check out that website in the, um, in the Instagram and, and just see what, beautiful items we're, we're really talking about you would be thank amazed. you so much <laughs> they would be amazed okay so to close out before we close out I want to ask you a couple of fun questions I call them fun okay. personal questions <laughs> okay just to give our audience a, a 
chance to get to know the personal side of you. We've talked a lot about the business side of you. Absolutely. So the first one I'm going to ask is, because you mentioned you took your staycation and you were eating your favorite meals. What is your favorite food or your favorite meal? Um, So I used to be a big Italian person. Oh. I'm not so much anymore. That's funny because my kids just asked me that last week. Oh. And I'm like, I don't really know exactly what my favorite meal is. Um, but I'm into like just fresh, fresh ah. food. Um, yes. so the place that I went to last week, it's a place in Annapolis, Maryland called True Food Kitchen. Okay. Um, and they have um just fresh, like organic food. And I had a really awesome kale salad with grilled shrimp. And okay. it was, you know, simple, but it was it was amazing, you know, mm. so I'm into kind of like the simple, flavorful, fresh Got um, it. food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds very healthy. We have one of those restaurants here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, that's one of my favorite places. Okay, good. So let's see. What is your favorite childhood game? Oh, let's see. What's my favorite childhood game? I used to like to play... Um, trouble and sorry oh <laughs> i don't okay. know if people still remember those games yes i do <laughs> but those were like i was my family was big on board games oh. so we would play like a lot of board games um mm -hmm. we would have family game nights and stuff like that and of course oh. you know the classic monopoly that you play forever but <laughs> yes never ends yeah. it goes on and on <laughs> yeah even now like i try to introduce my kids i got them um you know connect for the game uh -huh. of life yeah um you know the classic monopoly so we were a big um board game family um growing right. up so definitely was into into the board games good that's nice wonderful okay the next question what is either your favorite place to travel to or your dream place to travel to Yes, my dream place to travel to, I would love to go to the Maldives. Um, um I'm a I'm a blue water beach person. Yes. <laughs> so it just looks like it's an, a beautiful, amazing place. Between there and Fiji, those are my two top two places that I would yes. love to go to. Very dreamy. They look very dreamy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're as nice as they look, but yeah. Um seen a couple people who I know who've gone there and seen pictures and it does look just as nice um you know as you see in the brochures so I'm hoping to be able to get to one of those two places someday soon okay beautiful okay and our last question or if if you're either a reader or a moviegoer what has been the latest good book you've read or the latest good movie you've seen um, so I'm both. I do um books and movies. Um, the latest book that I've read um has actually been by um Marshawn Evans Daniels, um, Believe Bigger. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's been the latest book that I've read. Um, and then the uh, Woman Evolved by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um okay. yes, yeah, so I've been reading a little more um, nonfiction books lately, more um, spiritual focus. And that goes back to, you know, how do I take care of my spiritual well-being as well? And so yes. doing some of those devotionals um, and readings, I would say, are are what are helping me out also. Got you. I'm with you there. I do a lot yeah, of movies. Movies? I can't remember the last <laughs> great movie. 
song, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have a favorite movie? An old favorite? Oh, my favorite movie is Coming to America. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's my all-time favorite. Yes. One of a kind. One of a kind. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank that that one, comical <laughs> romance, all in exactly. one. So yes, that's everything. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> As it takes you through all the emotions. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and not the reboot, the original. Exactly, exactly, the first. <laughs> yes. So Taisha, we want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule, your busy schedule, <laughs> with all the hats you wear. Not a problem. Some, to spend some time with us is, and to share with our listeners your entrepreneur journey, your wisdoms, your insight, and absolutely inspiration. So what Thank we you. definitely want to do is we want to wish you peace, blessings. We hope your biggest dreams come true and that you have the capacity to receive them. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it was so nice to be able to chat with you today, Lynette. So thank you for having me as well. You're very welcome. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Okay. If you enjoyed today's show, as we hope you did, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And please rate us five stars and leave a review. We appreciate you so much. We'd love it if you spread the word on social media using the hashtag SaverLiving22. That's S-A-B-O-R living to two. I'm Lynette Cottrell. You've been listening to Women of Color in Business, a holistic business sister circle.